everyone, and welcome to Televisions, the podcast, an audio companion to the Televisions website, and a show made by Anglophiles for Anglophiles. I am Lacey Bogger-Milas, and I'm the editor here at Televisions, and joining me as per usual is my co-host and partner of crime, Miss Annie Bundle. Hello. Hello. How are you today? Um, you know I record this show on my bedroom floor, yeah? Yeah, I'm pretty, I've been pretty straightforward about that. Well, we like literally just vacuumed in here. And somehow now that I'm sitting on the floor, there is so much cat fur like around <laughs> me right now. Just like mountains of furs. And I don't understand this because we literally just vacuumed and cut a huge mat out of Hammersmith's mane last night. So I don't know how they still have fur clumps to be leaving all over the floor here. But it's the, they're cats. It's magic. This is this is the glamour, yes. the glamour of professional f- podcasting folks i'm sitting on the floor could be worse you could be sitting in your bathtub surrounded by cat fur there's probably cat fur in the bathtub too they're obsessed with the bathtub but anyway <laughs> all right anyway what are we talking about today uh your day has arrived Yay! my friend um annie has wanted us to talk about this show i think since we started this show and now i have watched a great deal of it in the past 36 hours and i am going to try my best to have thoughts and that is mystery series unforgotten you know i'm i have to i have to confess that i'm actually amazed how much this show grew on me considering the first impression that it left on me when i first started covering it back in 2018 was not so great um unforgotten uh, i mean for the record i didn't watch the first season i didn't watch i watched the third season i watched the entirety of the third season yesterday so that's that's what I've seen. Okay. Well, the the first season actually like aired in 2015 back um uh, in on ITV and it took nearly like it, it took like 18 months, almost 2 years before they made a second season. Um after the second season aired on ITV in 2017, PBS then picked it up and aired it over here. And what they did is they Actually, the first two seasons were aired back to back, um, clumped together um, as as basically a six episode run. Each each season is six episodes. So what they did is they paired each episode up and basically made like double length episodes. Mm-hmm. So they were uh, they were like two hours instead of forty five minutes, and then they basically ran them back to back. And when I first started watching the show. I felt like, well, first of all, they did this was a great disservice to the show. I really dislike when PBS takes a show and sort of smashes episodes together like that, unless it's something like Downton Abbey, where they're trying to make like a, 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 a you know, a two hour premiere. And Downton Abbey kind of knew that. And so they sort of made two episodes that could be smashed together. Something like this, where the episodes really weren't meant to. Yeah. I sort of felt like it didn't work too well. I um, feel like the show has way too much information to watch. I, I mean... Granted, I watched an entire season yesterday, so I feel like I can speak to this. Is that it? It's like very dense, and I feel like having a break between some of the episodes will, you know, it helps it breathe a little bit because I felt very overwhelmed by some of the torrents of information that were put into my eyeballs. The the concept of the show here is that it's a it's a new division that's just been created within within the the Metropolitan Police Department, um, headed up by DCI Cassie Stewart, Nicola Walker, um, and she has her partner DI Sunny Khan, um, Sanjeev Baskar, and the two of them are basically they go out and they solve cold cases and not just cold cases but really old cold cases, um, where like 
where they're basically trying to get justice for murders that were never solved. And in the first... I mean, I did think it was kind of weird to be like, wow, there's just a lot of bodies buried in random places that have been there for several decades. And then I remembered that this is England, where there's literally bodies of former kings buried under car parks. So it's not actually that weird. Um, Season one, actually, the body is found in the basement of um, an old set, an old block of flats that have literally been standing since, like, the 1800s. So, like, the first case, like, the first seasons, the first episode, like, they don't actually know how old the body is. The body could literally be hundreds of years old. Um, of course, it's not. It's from, like, 1970s. But, you know, it's... it's the, the, the point is, is that, yes, there are bodies all over the place like this, and this kind of thing happens. Um, and they do sort of, like, define that in the first season. Um, now, the first season, which... It, it the reason that it took them so long to make a second season after the first season the first season i mean personally i disliked it a lot and if i hadn't signed on to basically do seasons one and two as a block uh, of recaps i'm not sure i would have signed on for season two and part of the reason is is because like their idea was solid but i disliked the way it ended um so the thing about Unforgotten also that I felt was part of the reason why I felt like smashing seasons one and two together in this sort of six week block was such a disservice was also because the show is very formulaic. And when I say the show is very formulaic, I mean, holy gods, like no other PBS show no, is it quite. it so is. Because no, when I was, when I was yeah. marathoning season three yesterday, I was like, oh, well, that guy definitely didn't do it because we're in like the fourth episode of six. And we haven't gone through all the other people yet. Right? And, like, also, like, it's just, like, that. the first episode is always, let's figure out who the body is. And by the end of the first episode, we always know who the body is. The second episode is always, let's round up the four suspects that don't seem to be connected that the audience met in episode one. Um, and those four suspects are, all, it's always four suspects. They always seem completely disparate. There's always one who's sort of like shady. There's always one who's sort of like an aggressive kind of politician-y or, or, you know, man, man of the, man of the, the government kind of like each of like, this is really, like, I, I can't explain to you just how formulaic this is. Um, there's always one character whose life basically is ruined by this, who is actually pretty innocent um and oh like the dude that got stabbed to death because of a blogger um uh, <laughs> oh god i forgot about that absolutely oh, terrible yeah. oh god right like talk about a writer who literally hadn't written a blog on the internet since 2002 and had no idea what it's like to blog nowadays my god anyway um the first season did the the way that it handled the first season is that they they cast these really like high end actors though like there was like um like Tom Courtenay who is a who uh, is a sir Ruth Sheen who has literally been on TV for forever Gemma Jones who's like been in like uh, Bridget Jones and Harry Potter and uh, Sense and Sensibility Bernard Hill from Lord of the Rings Trevor Eve like th these are like th high end actors who played all these suspects and. Because because, of course, the case was set in the 70s, all of the suspects are in their, you know, late 50s, early 60s. And it was this was where the problem lay, because, you know, basically, you know, um, Stuart and Con are trying to get justice for this kid who was killed in the 1970s. And all of these people are basically like not the people they were then. And this sort of comes out of nowhere from their past and like 
upside it hits them all upside the head like ruth sheen plays a character named lizzie who was part of the nationalist movement in the 1970s and has you know since renounced all that she's married to a black man she mentors black youth when her history comes out they all reject her because she was this terrible person back then because she was like with a guy who basically like convinced her that this was the way and like she attempts suicide at the end of season one Right. Like it's really depressing. And like Bernard Hill plays like a priest who like fathered a kid out of wedlock and has been keeping the kid from them, from his family all these years. And like it, it like his whole family sort of blows up. Um, Eve plays Sir Philip Cross, who is this guy who is like this terrible politician. And like he like went around killing people before he got into politics like he was a gangster. And like you really want it to be him. Right. Like because that would feel like some kind of justice. But no, it's actually also background checks people, right? Like in the end, there's a couple that's um he's a paraplegic because of a car accident in like the early 1980s. His wife is uh, Gemma Jones is is uh, suffering from dementia and doesn't really know where she is anymore. It turns out that she's the one who committed the murders because he was gay and she would go into these fits uh, after giving birth of like psych of psychosis post partum psychosis and she would catch him with his lovers and kill his lovers more than once twice but you can't she she it just felt so the ending felt so bizarre like we're supposed to consider this justice that this guy who's been in a wheelchair for decades is suddenly serving time for his wife not having proper medication at the time for postpartum depression because he was repressed wait what like it just like it just it didn't work and the fact that well i mean even at the end of season three i was like granted all my references are going to be to season three because it's the only one i've seen but when they were like it wasn't enough for just this guy to have like gotten drunk and killed the the random teen he had to be literally a serial killing pedophile like well that's it's a lot season one had this very you know sort of not very you know this very unsatisfying ending and when it aired in the uk like a lot of recappers and reviewers were like this sucked um season two which you haven't watched but they do reference at the beginning of season four um was the case of david walker where the guy turns out to have been a pedophile and even though he was a victim like he was a a terrible terrible person and it turns out that all of the suspects were basically sexually abused as children and what what when 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 cassie basically says to con what we did with the walker case what she's admitting and what has been troubling her ever since the end of season two is that she lets all three murderers walk away because they basically sit there and explain to her like one of them is a barrister and actually like argues the case um that justice has been served and she agrees that he's right that they they took justice into their own hands because the police simply didn't help them and wouldn't help them and the system was totally rigged against them um and yeah and that sort of like feeds into the whole season three thing that you watched where we have um again we have a a murderer's row of actors like james fleet and alex jennings and 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 kevin mcnally like these are these are these are really big name actors who um Again, like like the series two, like it's a much later case. Like the case comes from the nineties. Everybody's still at a decent age where it feels like justice could be served by like arresting one of them and actually punishing them instead of it feeling sort of like sad and after the fact. Mm-hmm. Um, and and basically, 
in this case, this is the first, the series three is the first one where you actually feel like the right person is the one who did it. Uh, of the four suspects, they they gave us the the one who you wanted to see go behind bars, and they made it a very black and white case too. Like they made it so that um, I believe the character's name is uh, Doctor Finch, and yeah, he's a he's Tim Finch, and he's a terrible, terrible person. And like all the signs that he is a terrible person are there. Like his wife was abused, and nobody listened to her. Like his elderly patients who he's been killing have been complaining and no one listened to them because he's the upright citizen and the white man who has all the power, right? And basically part of Cassie's breakdown at the end of season three, like season four doesn't really get into this, but part of her breakdown and part of the reason why she walked away from the force is the realization that we, we're failing. How, how, how are we How are we the good guys if 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 we fail the, the, the people that Walker... You know, that we failed the people that, that Walker was abusing and that they had to take their 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 they had to take justice into their own hands. And this guy Finch has literally been operating and killing people for decades and nobody noticed and no one cared. And it's only that this random body showed up in a median, a traffic median that we actually caught him and he would be totally free. And, and he almost got away with it here, too. Like, yeah, so. Her breakdown is just as much that she's not really sure that she believes in the system that she's given her entire life to mm-hmm. um, as it is that, you know, she just sort of had a mental breakdown and being confronted by a serial killer. Um, that being said, part of the reason I love this show is because Cassie is such a mess. And that was That's sort true. of the th- that that was sort of the thing about series two that also sort of solidified. Like it wasn't just that we had this case where like you actually felt like justice was served, and it was actually interesting. And there was a real twist at the end that not only did these people once know each other, but that they actually killed each other's perpetrators, and that it's this really complex case that would be th- th- part of the reason why Cassie also walks away is that trying to prove all this is kind of insane, um, and that she kind of knows that it would be a fight to do it and. Why do that to these guys? So heck with it. Walk away. Um, but she is a mess. Like it, there are points when she's estranged from her son. Her, She and her father are basically getting into these ugly fights. He's been sinking into to, to dementia basically since season one. Like there's been signs of it. And like she, he gets a girlfriend in season two. And in season three, Cassie like gets it into her head that, that the woman is after his money and that it's, and, and that this isn't a real relationship, which complicates everything because she really doesn't have any proof of that. And we still haven't seen any proof of that, even at the beginning of season four. Like, they seem for, very normal at the beginning. Right? Like, they seem four. very normal, except for the fact that her father is this incredibly weirdly aggressive guy, which he wasn't at the beginning of series one. Like, that's well, how. Yeah, but he's, he's, uh, he has rapid onset dementia or whatever yes so his personality has basically just changed radically and she's sort of struggling with it um but yeah like i i I love the fact that cassie is a mess i love the fact that we have a character in the center who isn't one of the things okay i love line of duty but one of the things that drives me absolutely nuts is that adrian dunbar's character is like this perfect freaking hero and that he is like held up as like the paragon of uh, of fixing the department. And I, I get that that's why a lot of people like the show and that that's, you know, very attractive and having sort of this you know, white knight good guy in, in, in these mystery stories really like, you know, gives people a focus. But I love the fact that she's a disaster and that like even as she comes back at the beginning of season four, she's like, oh, I'm not going to get emotionally involved. You know, she's lying. And she's like, I'm, 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 I'm gonna, I'm just gonna serve my last few months, and we're gonna be fine, and we're gonna finish this. And I'm like, yeah, no, you're not. 
You you could have gone into admin and actually stayed removed and you didn't, right? Like, and we all know this and you, you even see like she doesn't treat the boyfriend very well. Like, yeah. Is that the same boyfriend from season three? I yes, it tell. is. Okay. That is the same boyfriend. That is the same guy in season three that she basically tried to push away. Um, okay. Good for like, him. Yeah, I actually really like um, that they sort of added this part. They sort of gave her a relationship. One of the things about um, one of the other things about Unforgotten that I also really like is that it has morphed from a mystery forward story to a mystery is what we do story. Mm. Um, that the it, when I first started covering it, I didn't really write about like Cassie's relationships with like people, and I didn't really pay too much attention to Sonny Khan and his whole little divorcing the wife, finding the new girlfriend, the whole joking thing about how he makes his kids do all the work around the house stuff. Like it was just sort of background noise that didn't really matter because the show is so focused on the case and by the time we've reached season four yeah the case is interesting but honestly you know i am i am just as invested in Sonny and sal moving in together and i'm and, and i want to know more about cassie and her dad and how how her kid is doing and yeah like i, I care about those things mm-hmm. like i think and- that's why i like this show because it it is again like if you're going to make me watch a murder show like make the murder be like the fourth most interesting thing about the show because at least even even when you get all these other random characters who are tangentially connected to this like their stories are also interesting so i feel like i get to watch this sort of character drama but also there's a murder that happened you know what else i love is i love that there's no weird sexual tension between the two leads because I feel like I feel like most shows would go for that and they tried to go for that in series one oh no they did not oh yes they did like there's a scene where like because as I said um in series one Sonny is getting divorced like his wife leaves him and he I I forget if it's actually season one or beginning of season two but at some point in that first block of six episodes he and Cassie go to a bar and get drunk and he basically like tells her he has a crush on her and she's like (laughs) and she's like she kind of pets him on the knee and is like oh that's nice (laughs) and like that's all that right like she's just just all i can't even i was like drinking out of a soda and i had to like yell about that so i sounded like i was in a hole i no no right like they have this negative chemistry and 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 she's no she's like you're not actually you don't really have a crush on me you're just you're just really depressed because your wife left you when you're drunk right now it's fine sober up we'll be fine and in the the next day he comes and he's like yeah i was really drunk i'm sorry um and like and and that's how they handle it like after that no they're done like we we, we, we've had the moment of can we get these characters together no these characters do not belong together no one wants these characters together who the hell thinks that's a good idea um and and that gives and it also gives them like the 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 ability to have other relationships like as i said like i didn't care about sunny that much i really care about sunny and sal now and i really like think the whole what what you don't i i wait is it season three where the wife tries to come back yes yeah okay um so you do and actually she tries to tell him to like do it for the kids Again, whenever you're doing something for the children, it's a bad idea. Don't do it. And the kids are like, no, don't do that for us. Please don't do that for us. Um, And uh, again, those kids are remarkably like, right? Like, sure. They can't be that old. Um, (laughs) But yeah, like I really like, as I said, the show has really sort of built its way towards having those relationships and having those scenes in a way I didn't expect it to when I first sat down with it. Um, and I think that that's part of the reason why this show has sort of grabbed 
the 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 fandom here in the U.S. Because you know when when PBS sort of brings over like two epi- two seasons like that in a chunk and sort of plops it down, you you know that they're not really trying to make it into they, they don't actually expect it to fly. Sort of like when they reduced Downton Abbey from like seven episodes. What was it from six episodes five or something like that? Like they they condensed Downton Abbey's first season because they didn't think it would be huge. Yeah. And, I don't remember the exact number, but that is correct. Yeah. And and so I sort of felt like Unforgotten sort of come over in this chunk. It's filled a hole and we don't really expect it to be a big thing. But hey, season three is already gearing up to film, gearing up to air in 28 in, in, in the summer, right after we air these first two seasons. So if we have a hit, we got another season easily to get. And that's basically what happened is that it sort of slammed into this hit and they were like, oh, OK. So series three came over the next year and then the pandemic hit. Though I will say that there was also, even though Series 4 was greenlit before Series 3 ever aired over here, it also took them a really long time to gear up to film this season. So that's part of why the pandemic sort of derailed it. If they'd immediately gone into filming Season 4, we probably would have gotten it right away. But we well th- also the UK had like multiple lockdowns. Like, they did. They, but- they had they had real lockdowns, not the way we in America here refer to as lockdowns of like don't go to the movie theater. Like that was a lockdown here. <laughs> yeah, but it also like it, it it it's also that they had to sort of figure they they took their time in figuring out how to get Cassie to come back from where they left her at the end of season three. And that actually was also a thing that I really like is that they take this is one of those shows where like it doesn't come every year. It comes every 18 months to two years because they take their time and they sort of fix the things that are wrong as they go and they improve things each time. Well, I also feel like since their whole premise is basically like here are five interconnected people and one of them is a murderer like you and you want to get six episodes out of that. You have to actually sit down and plot out how all of these people connect to the larger case yeah and honestly like i i i like um season one i didn't like how everybody's sort of half connected because they the the connections also felt a little tenuous like the, the the connection was they all stayed at this flop house in the 70s but they didn't really know each other very well and that really, it, 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 it was very tenuous. Whereas series two, like these three people met at a, at an in, when they were institutionalized for childhood sexual abuse, they recognized each other as, 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 as sexual abuse victims. And they basically made this plot together to kill each other's perpetrators. Um, and series three had this very tight friendship between four men, who, which is, you know, also not a thing that you get a lot in like the in in tv and in mystery shows you don't get this kind of like like really tight male friendships in this way um which i also really appreciated that they you know that that these guys literally would drop everything for each other um and sort of didn't realize that they had a psychopath in their mists even as they you know loved each other very much I mean, also they were friends they were friends for how long like decades right like their friendship goes back like to I, like their I, teen I years have, i have a core group of friends like this who i have been friends with for decades and i promise you i would notice if one of them was murdering <laughs> teens on our weekend trips you know it, it's it's thing um but yeah so i i feel like i feel like th- this is this is this is a show that has really sort of leaned into improving season to season. And that's part of the reason why I was so excited for season four to get here. Um, 
like every other season, we have four suspects that we've met at the beginning. Um, we have a Liz Baladon. Baladon. Um, I'm so glad you wrote their names down because I watched that whole episode and I was like, I have no idea what any of their names are. I honestly like. Uh, well, I I always try to like name all the characters in the first re- recap that I do because it's such a dense show yes. and that way I can sort of if you if you need to know who they are go back here it's yeah. not a slam on season four it took me several episodes to figure out the names of all the people in season three too I'm just not good with names um yeah but like I, I don't know if you guys recognize uh uh, uh the Elizabeth Bolton is from uh, she, I remember her from Downton Abbey um she's Miss Lawton in Downton Abbey um and uh let's see uh the guy dean barton who clearly has been you know in in the criminal underworld with some felix guy um he was uh winston churchill and peaky blinders um let's see i um uh the uh the 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 indian guy ram um he uh Let's see. I don't remember what I know. I've seen him in things, but I like I don't actually remember off the top of my head. I have to look it up. Um, oh, I think I think he might have. Oh, crap. I've forgotten. Um, I know I've seen him in things. Um, oh, no. Spooks. That's what I've seen him in. Um, yeah. Uh, Known uh, to Americans as MI5. Oh, right. That's right. They did rename it when it came over here. And then Liz White is Fiona, the uh, the, the psychiatrist. And um, she was a uh, she was in Brexit. And uh, she's also I remember she's also been in Call the Midwife, like, but not like a really long thing in Call the Midwife. Like she was sort of like a an arc in Call the Midwife at one point. Um, so yeah, like each of the like, so we have these four who are sort of the 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 four seemingly unconnected characters who we learn at the very end of the episode were all at some point um you know try they, they'd all graduated and become new coppers along with this guy fogarty who's dead um and that somehow they are involved with the death of matthew walsh and we don't really know very much about matthew walsh yet other than they they killed him in a real violent way like removing head and hands like stuffing in a freezer and leaving that freezer in fogarty's basement for 30 years right like that's that that's some hardcore stuff like i'm sorry if i killed a man when i was like 19 and his body lived in my basement for 30 years in a locked freezer i would have trouble going down to that basement ever like the idea that this guy has literally been carrying around a freezer from house to house for 30 years in a basement just absolutely blows my mind. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> like like how do you do that? Damn. Anyway, um so Sud- suddenly what's his face's decision to bury that girl in like a median doesn't seem so dumb, does it? <laughs> No, I mean, and 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 bra- brazen, yes, dumb, maybe not so much. I mean, what is he going to do? Put it in his basement? I mean, yeah. Anyway, so we don't know which of these people was part of that, or if all four people were part of it, or if even the bo- guy's body was in the car when it got pulled over that night. Like, we don't know any of that yet. Um, because, as I said, this is incredibly formulaic. So all we learn in episode one is that the kid's name, the, the, the deceased's name is Matthew Walsh. And that he has been a missing persons case since 1990 that never got solved. Um, and like, I do, 
I, 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 even so, I do like the way that they do this. This is one of the staples of the first episode is that they pull like random little bits of history and fun facts that sort of help like figure out when things were like the marathon rapper. Um, yeah. Did not know, did not know that. Oh, no, I actually remember, like, when I was little, like, my dad, when we were in the UK, like, my dad bought me a marathon, and I didn't understand it was Snickers until I ate it. <laughs> Weird. I know, and I was like, why is it called a marathon? And it, like, it didn't make any sense. Are you going to run a marathon after eating a Snickers? Apparently, yes, that was the selling point. It was supposed what? to be a health food because it had peanuts in it. Are you serious? I'm completely serious. This is true. Okay. This, is, gave- like, this is like when America tried to tell you that ketchup was a vegetable. <laughs> well, I believe America tried to tell us uh, ketchup was a vegetable in the late 1980s. So, you know, same time period. <laughs> I don't even. Yeah. Anyway. Wow. So I- it's a weird time. So uh, even though I have not watched past season, uh, watched past episode one, we we know going into episode two, if we've watched the formula, that we will learn the truth about all four of these characters, even if Cassie and Sonny don't, we as the audience will. Um, I'm also willing to bet that um, episode four will be one where a second body turns up and changes the nature of the case because in every single season of unforgotten episode four always ends with a second body oh yeah well no in 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 season three actually changed up the formula they had one of the suspects killed and that but but it's still oh and that was the body (laughs) yeah that was the body but in 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 series one it was the other lover she killed yeah they did find another body like another girl that he killed Right. Yeah. So there's always a second body that shows up around episode four um, that sort of like narrows the case and sort of points them in the right direction. And I am willing to basically lay down money that we will have that happen in about three episodes from now. Um, I, I am curious what you think about this case. And if you think if you were coming into this show cold and hadn't had me nattering on at you about it for, you know, how long have we been doing this podcast? Um <laughs> How, how would you feel about this if you went in cold? Because I'm real curious. Uh, I don't know. I think um, I think this would be maybe not the best place to like use as an entry point because if I hadn't sent down and watched season three yesterday, I wouldn't have really. I mean, I could have gathered that Cassie had left the force for some reason um, and was struggling to to figure out whether she wanted to come back or not. That's not even true. It doesn't seem like she wants to come back at all, but clearly she's going to get into this, so it's fine. But I I feel like like there are a lot of the, I don't think this is a great entry point for new viewers because there is like you don't you just think her dad is a jerk instead of being sick and you think that I don't know. It's just there's just I don't think I think that I think it would be fine, but you would be confused. Yeah. Um, and this is actually one of the reasons why I pushed you to watch. I mean, and even knowing all of this, I still feel somewhat confused because this first episode of just like, in, just like, here's a bunch of random people and we're going to drop you in media's rays into their stories. And 
because that's how they do it in every series. Like that is how every series. Like this begins. is a lot. Yeah. Like to to sort of parse out in the space of forty five minutes. Yeah, and in the space of eight hundred words and a recap. Um, which is why I take such do. Which is why I take notes the way I do. And like, it, when when if you guys read my recap, you'll see like I bullet point the suspects and I name like every single person that they know because I just want all of the information in one spot and I just link back to my first recap anytime. I I need to like explain to who somebody is because um, it's just a lot easier that way. Um, one of the things I did like as a longtime viewer, um, the, the Fran, the DC who Sonny takes with him to the uh, to the to the to the site where the body is found, has been kind of this sort of minor character since the beginning and sort of watching her get slowly promoted through the show and through her hard work has has been one of the small pleasures of this show. And that's the other thing about this. Like, again, in the same way that I really the, the family has started to sort of the families of these characters have become more important the way they've grown these sort of minor characters who are sort of faces that i didn't know their names um i do i love fran yeah like i love fran fran is one of my quietly favorite characters um i was really excited actually when i saw that she sort of had cassie's job yeah they, they, well, no, it's not that she has Cassie's job. It's that Sonny has Cassie's job and she... She has... Whatever. Yeah. I was excited to see that she was the Cassie replacement in, yes. their, in their little duo because yeah. she is awesome. Yeah. And I, I feel like that's another thing this show has done really well is sort of build like these characters like... Um, Crap! I actually forgotten his name. Um, the 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 one the 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 um oh Murray. That's it. Um, the the guy who like looks up the football club and looks up the tattoos. Like he's another one who has been very quietly in the background the whole time and has sort of built out a personality. And uh, Collier is another one. Uh, basically that whole little team that they have. Um, in in Cassie's office has slowly sort of been allowed to build into like real characters instead of extras that are sort of delivering extra lines when necessary. Hmm. I wish that I knew more of the rest of them's names. <laughs> no, it's, <laughs> it's like fine. Fred is the only Fred is the only one that like really resonated with me. Um, but... the reason Murray resonates with me is because he was also in Prime Suspect 1973, and he was like one of the only oh. really like that was a terrible show, but he was really good at it. <laughs> I forgot that was a show that happened. Yeah, it was a show yeah. that happened. I mostly you need to just put it out of your mind that it happened and go back and watch Helen Marin. <laughs> Always good advice if you ask me. Yeah. Um okay, here's my question for you as you have watched the show more than I have. How one, how do you feel about this as a setup episode? And if you want to take your early swing at who did the killing? Um hit okay. It. Well, I'm going to go right now with it's not the guy who is working with Felix because it's Uh, it's it's never like the shady dude. It's never the shady dude. That is one thing. Um, I would not be surprised if it wound up being the psychiatrist. Which one is the psychiatrist? It's the psychiatrist is the one where the father, where, where where her husband was reminding the kids that Mother's Day was coming on Sunday. Right. My money is on the lady with the mom. 
Oh, okay. I I could I that would she's my other she's my other is in that. I I I think that the psychiatrist is sort of the the least obvious. So that's the one I'm sort of going with. Um whereas I feel like Susan Lynch's character Elizabeth is is a little is a little more obvious, so maybe not. Maybe she's sort of a red herring. Oh, I I do can I just say that uh Dame Sheila Hancock showing up is that of a mom like i just i cackled she was very entertaining i am curious to like i felt so bad for that poor like home care aide it was like your mom is difficult (laughs) and i was like i bet (laughs) can i please have a raise because you're not paying me enough like and like also your mother is a monster (laughs) No, right and 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 the fact that it's like she's getting married to this very nice lady who's like you do realize your mother is a monster right and that's the other reason why i'm sort of like leading away from her right now as the actual person who did it because like we have so many people sort of pushing this this making it sort of obvious that we should be suspecting her um i i don't know maybe i'm wrong um i also just i i don't want it to be wrong um because i really just i i i his family is so cute um and like i just like them and i don't even know why i like them i got barely any screen time with them other than the brother um but yeah i i i immediately liked them and i even though like he was sort of like what sex is the baby and i'm like dude why do you care if you're gonna be all weird because it's a boy i'm going to not like you anymore (laughs) i would not I, I would not be shocked if that is what happens. That feels very Chekhov's gunny to me. Um, I also would like to note that the 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 my third, her first, the wife. Um, that's 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 Claire Clawbreath from Homefriars. Um, and I just I, I I was delighted to see her turn up too. Like that's the other thing about this show. Like they just get really great casts. Like they just get really great casts that come well, it's in. Probably because one... even if you're just if you even. If if you're just coming in to be like a random suspect like you you get like three episodes worth of work out of that because they yeah. actually do like try to flesh these people out in a way that a lot of other shows like this don't which i appreciate even though in my heart of hearts don't send me hate mail but i think this show could be four episodes instead of six and it would be tighter and better um i i you you said that to me when we were chatting about this beforehand and Partly, I agree that there are definitely seasons where it could have been four episodes instead of six. Um, And I I actually think series three is one of those seasons where, yeah, a condensing would have helped. But they're married to this this formula of giving the suspect of giving the victim an entire episode to figure out who it is, of giving all four of of giving all four characters an episode to really like show their lives and show their pasts. Like they're really married to this idea of, of, of a six episode that breaks, that's broken up in this very deliberate manner that I think sometimes there's a little bit of pushing the story to fill the predetermined space. Then having the space be dictated by the story mm. and and i think that yeah I, i'm not surprised that you feel that i i i think it's i think it's one of the weaknesses of the show um i mean i sort of get why they like formula but it, 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 i mean it, one of the things about pbs shows is they're not usually like this i think it's interesting that you are earlier were praising the show for being so willing to like fix the things that it seems to feel our problems but it's not willing to do anything about the fact that this is six episodes and that's what we get yeah and and like I, I said watching season three there was definitely a point where i was like well it was when the guy with the son 
was we were trying to figure out if the son had accidentally run the girl over. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, of course he didn't, because there's two episodes left. <laughs> like, there's just, there's no way. Yeah. And it really, like, it, and maybe other people are really lucky and don't think about their television in that way, but I'm like, there's no way that this is... There's too much time left. Like, what are they going to do for two more episodes if this kid did it? Like, Yeah. No, so. I, I, absolutely. Like, this show has fixed itself in a lot of ways, but the formula is a thing it is not willing to let go of. And I don't... Uh, it, it's To me, it's the last thing that it, that, that it, that it needs to fix and won't fix. Um, it's fixed so like many season, other season things three. from... Yeah. Thinking about season three, like, you could have really trimmed down, like, the guy that lives in the van plot, which was just, like, too long Mm -hmm. and too boring. And you could have trimmed down, like, the dude getting stabbed plot a little because there was all that stuff at the beginning of him, like, trying to embezzle money from his company. Like, there was just, like, there's just, it's unnecessary. And I think the story would be tighter if they just shaved it down a little bit. The, this, you know what? Even five episodes, I think, would make a big difference because because there's so many. Like this is the episode where we will think this person did it. This is the episode where we think this person did it. Like you can really just like ticky box off. Like obviously, it's this person because it's the last person who hasn't had a. I'm making air quotes like an episode yet. Yeah, the 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 only season where I feel like it really did need all six episodes would be season two, which is the one that has the most complex ending and has some of the most complex characters and has the most red herrings of everything. Um, and that is, it, I, I it to this day, season two remains my favorite season, partly because it was so complex, and I. I I sort of saw it coming towards the end and it still surprised me just how complex the answer really was. Yeah, um, I was hoping like maybe it would turn out to be like a multi-pronged kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And maybe that means I should have watched season two too, but I mean, there's only so many hours in a day. Y'all. But uh, like something worse, like, oh, his kid really did hit her with her his car, but she didn't die. And like someone else, found, like, you know, that it was like a multi a, yep. a, like, the, like there was a reason for everybody to to have yep. a turn as a suspect, as opposed to just like, oh, he was just a bad person. <laughs> yeah, series one probably didn't need to be six episodes, but because they had just such outsized talent, it sort of didn't matter. Like you, you enjoyed the fact that it was taking its time, even though you knew perfectly well it didn't need to. Series two really did need all six episodes, and series three, yeah, I probably could have been four. Um, I don't know how series four is going to play out because I haven't watched ahead. Um, so we're going to find out, I guess. Um, we are going to return to this show, but when it ends, I believe we are going to do a second yeah, episode. On I don't this. know what our calendar looks like. That may be because it doesn't exist. I don't know. <laughs> um, Calendars. Yes, what are those? I sus- what is time? I suspect we will also come back to this because I feel like we didn't really talk about the new season that much because there's not. Right. Like, it, I, it, like I said, I don't even know all these people's names yet. I feel like I don't have a ton to say about the show in its season four incarnation, which is why I spent most of the time talking about the previous season. That's okay. I kind of knew that that was going to happen, which is why I pushed you to watch a previous season (laughs) because I know the show is really just that formulaic and that even though I, I was sort of hoping that we'd break the formula with season four, the moment I sat down with the first 10 minutes, I was like, Nope, 
Nope, we are right. We are doing this just the same way we do every time. I mean, to be fair, I don't dislike it. You've made me watch a lot of stuff that's worse than this. Um, no, no, this is this is not Endeavor. Like I knew, I, I had I had high hopes, and honestly, like there's also the fact that Nicola Walker is just awesome. Like she's just such a great actress, and I just, I, I I really do love the whole little ensemble they've got there, and they always bring in really great actors. Like there is there there's a lot going for this show that I was like she can't really hate it, and I'm really glad that you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't like I don't get your intense love for it, but that's okay. Um. <laughs> I'm curious to see where it goes from here and to see how I feel about it once I see the whole thing. And I guess that's where we're going to end because we haven't watched, I haven't watched ahead either because I am not really good about, I feel like a show like this, I'm not going to be super good about like separating thoughts from specific episodes, mostly because I barely remember which episode something happened in. So we'll come back to it, I think is the answer there. So in the meantime, enjoy Unforgotten and Annie, tell the people where you live on the internet. Uh, you can find me at Annie Bundle on Twitter. You can find me at Miss Annie Bundle on Facebook. Um, you can also find pictures of my very fuzzy cat at Annie Bundle on Instagram, even though um, unlike some cats I could mention, mine aren't hanging out in trash cans. Um, though they have before. <sighs> they do like waste baskets. It's, it's, it's a thing. Uh, let's see. Um, I am a staff writer at Elite Daily. I am also a staff writer now at televisions.org. You may have heard Woo-hoo! of it. I know you're a real girl. I know it's so cool. Um, I also freelance around the web, so uh, you know, if you're looking for like other things that I've written, you know, basically just follow me on Twitter. Um, my my big thing coming out on NBC Think right now is a review of Black Widow, which um I loved, even though it, it that's it, gonna be my first trip back to the. It, it's I worth promised it. Greg that we could go see that. It, it's it's there is actually a sequence because I I watched a screener that, on my laptop. Um, and. I have to say that there was there is a sequence in the middle of Black Widow where I actually said to myself, oh, my God, I have to go see this in the theater. This was meant for the big screen. And I, I need this bigger. I, I, I need this. I'm, scene I bigger. may still wear my mask through the entirety of the movie, but That's I'm okay. going to try. No, no, no. Don't worry about don't feel bad about wearing masks in public. No one should feel bad about wearing masks in public ever and ever apologize for it ever again, as far as I'm concerned. Indeed. Um, anyway, uh, let's see. Uh, that That's basically me. So follow me on Twitter and be my friend. Thanks. Bye. Ha <laughs> um, ha. I am Lacey MB on Twitter. That is L-A-C-Y-M-B. And if you would like to see pictures of my cats in the trash, they are on Baker and Hammer. They are on Instagram at Baker and Hammer because that is the exciting, the exciting life that we lead. Hammersmith is really obsessed with trash cans right now, and I don't know why. But uh, anyway, moving right along. The site and the pod exist on social media at Telly underscore visions on twitter and televisions blog all one word on facebook we are a product of weta and if you like what we do visit televisions.org and click on the donate button to help us keep doing it or just to read more of our stuff we appreciate that too clicks and shares our love as well uh what else can i say today i don't know it's summer it's hot outside People are having anxiety about masks. I am personally having anxiety about masks. I'm going to wear it in the theater, but I'm trying to like, had my first friend dinner post pandemic in a real restaurant. It was awesome because they're people that I very much love and also terrifying because it was indoors. So be kind to yourselves, be kind to others. We are all still going through it. Please encourage everyone you know to get vaccinated if they have not yet done so. I am afraid of the Delta variant, and I think we all should probably be nervous about it as well. 
but mostly just take care of each other. Be nice to somebody you don't know. It's rough out there. And we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. <laughs>